This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Small Biz America. The Brain. He's the co-author of the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Amazon bestseller, The Answer. Murray Smith has served as owner, director, and officer for 13 companies or more in technology, hospitality, retail, franchising, media, consumer products, many other spaces in the business arena. Has a long record of building businesses and turning failing corporations around. He's also authored and developed a comprehensive business growth system called Attract More Clients. Joining us on the line from Toronto, Canada, to Tell us more is co-author of The Answer, Murray Smith. Murray, welcome. Hey, David. How are you? Doing well, sir. Take us back. You bought the name Indian Motorcycle. That trademark, you bought it, the name only. The business was in bankruptcy. You built it into the second largest U.S. motorcycle company in the world. Sales exceeding $75 million in the first year. I mean, how did you do it? Well, first of all, it was a lot of fun, and the name was um, an American icon that had been existent since 1901 through 1953, and the company actually went out of business in 1953, and I revived it in 1998. I spent $20 million just to buy the name, and realizing that the name had a huge brand potential, and we could collapse all sorts of traditional timeframes that are required to build a business, and the result was that after the first year, we'd done $75 million in sales, $300 million valuation. Uh, we actually competed with about a dozen other large organizations that included General Motors and a host of other companies that were all competing to buy the name, and we were the successful bidder because we met all of the judges' requirements and all of the receivers' requirements in order to... Um, revive the name and, and bring it back. Murray, when you take a project like this on, and I want to get into sort of what drives you personally, there it is. What what drives Murray Smith? What preceded this event uh, in your life and as an entrepreneur to fuel the fire to do this project? Well, the Indian Motorcycle Project, uh, like any other project, everybody's got their own desires, their own triggers, their own hot buttons. And in that particular case, I was a motorcycle enthusiast. Having ridden a Harley-Davidson most of my adult life, I was actually in a clothing store in Toronto, and I bought an Indian Motorcycle vintage T-shirt five years before that. And I, and I would have at that time said to you that never in a million years would I uh, ever ended up owning that company. 
as a result of me buying the T-shirt and me putting it on every month. It was kind of that, you know, that T-shirt that kind of became ragged, yet it was my favorite T-shirt. And because I wore it so much, my non-conscious brain started to sensitize me to things that were Indian motorcycle-related. And would you have it? Um, five years later, I'm in the fight of my life with some of the largest companies in the world, uh, only to... Um, only to uh, be successful at the end of the day with uh, winning that covenant trademark. Murray, what is it that so many of us underestimate or misunderstand about the power of what our minds can do? Most people have got uh, conditions since the time even before they were born to have limits on what we believe that we could achieve. And unfortunately, I grew up with a learning disability and didn't have the same mental conditioning that a lot of other people had and ended up with the analogy and the philosophy that I could do whatever I wanted to because I didn't know that I couldn't. In other words, I wasn't given the same programming to expect little in life and to uh, not drive myself beyond what those expectations were. And so everything I went up against as I became an adult, I embraced it with this childlike view that I could accomplish anything I wanted. Yeah. And as we went into it, obviously you need some strategies, you need structure, and in some cases you need some money. Um, but having the right mental attitude, the right mental conditioning, is probably the biggest factor that holds small business owners back from achieving whatever their potential is. I wanted to spend a little bit of time with you on the law of attraction. What is the law of attraction and, and how does it work for us? Well, the example I just gave for Indian Motorcycle is a good example. Uh, the law of attraction that was a part of that book, The Secret, was missing one component, which is the law of action. You must do something in order to invoke the law of attraction so that things start to happen naturally. And as was the case with Indian Motorcycle, when I purchased the T-shirt, that was the first action step that I took that allowed the law of attraction to begin its process of over time and space being able to present things in front of me and putting me in circumstances and in conversations and in touch with people and people in touch with me that subsequently over the five-year manifestation or gestation period, it ended up uh, delivering an opportunity for me that I actually took the action to be able to follow through with. Is there a sequential consideration to all of this? In other words, does the action necessarily precede the, the, uh, the, the attraction? No, everything starts with an internal belief. And when you think of um, the DNA of action, it starts with a thought or a desire. And it manifests itself into a thought, something you think about. And thinking about it in and of itself isn't enough to invoke the law of attraction. You've got to get it into a behavior and a belief system. And as you do that, you start to manifest that, and your behavior starts to then um, bring those things that start to attract into your life. Outside of the work you're doing, as you speak to entrepreneurs, small business uh, people across the country, what's the zeitgeist of, uh, of what they're experiencing in terms of what's holding them back? I mean, does it point back to the work you're doing? Is there something you're hearing that may have surprised you as you talk to these folks? Well, you know, working with small business owners isn't something that's new to me. I've been doing it my whole life, and I've had the pleasure of working with many, many thousands of small business owners, men, women, uh, young, old, and in every diverse industry you can imagine, more than 160 industries. And what it's taught me is that there are two components that are required for any business to be success, successful, rather, 
And that is why we wrote the book and called it The Answer. The information in the book is not the answer itself. The answer is that you must focus on you and your business at the same time. You have to work with the entrepreneur or the small business owner to develop the right mental conditioning, not just the belief that they can achieve it, but overlaying new programming, which is very easy, and giving you the right uh, information in the right order. Once you have that, then you've got to give your time and attention to the business where you're looking at the strategies and tactics that are unique to its specific circumstances. Which of the seven distribution strategies of of the universe of seven are you going to work with? Which of the 23 marketing strategies? Which of the over 90 sales and marketing tactics? Of that pool of strategies and tactics, which ones are specific and unique to your particular business? Figuring out the combination and the answer to you and your business is figuring out the combination to a safe. We are visiting with Murray Smith. He's the co-author of The Answer, published by Simon & Schuster, and it's available in stores everywhere, and online and offline as well. What's the website, uh, if you would? The website is accessmainstreet.com. Accessmainstreet.com. Correct. Thank you, Murray. If it's possible within the time we've got here, can you give us a sense, an insight into how uh, the neural reconditioning process, uh, how does it work? Well, you know, uh, my co-author, John Asareff of the book, he's really the brain scientist, uh, so to speak, behind the first half of the book, which talks all about your mental conditioning and your subconscious and uh, uh, the universe within your uh, brain. The neuro-reconditioning process is a step-by-step process to overlay the new mental conditioning that you need to succeed in business today. And that's done through affirmations, it's done through visualizations, it's done through meditation. There are many studies that prove that if you simply devote five minutes a day for about 30 days following this neural reconditioning process that we've got laid out in the book, you start to begin to overlay not only new beliefs, but new behaviors. And it's those new behaviors that create sustainable success. And it's happening as as quickly as in uh, the span of a five-minute period of time. A tremendous amount of leverage in this, uh, I'm, I'm guessing, and, uh, and and it's an area that's probably not understood. So, so um, well, Rob, if I, if I could add one more uh, insight to Please. the listeners, if you take for consideration that the subconscious brain is really the power center of the universe, not just us, but it processes information 800 times faster than your conscious brain. And so really its sole responsibility is to protect you and to keep you with what we call homeostasis, matching up the outside circumstances with the inside conditioning. So we really want to penetrate and get information into the subconscious through affirmations, visualizations, meditation, and other means. We want to put information in there because it's that much more powerful that if we get it at the subconscious level, it'll overrun the conscious level, which is responsible for how we live and behave in our daily lives. Murray, you spent some energy in the book on the, the subject of decision-making. I wanted to spend a little bit of time with you on it. Well, how do you suggest entrepreneurs approach the process of making decisions in their business? This seems to be a, a real vortex of energy. In fact, deciding to do exactly what you just described is a piece of this. It is, and there's really two parts of that decision-making process. One is um, us as small business owners as we face decisions that we have to make every day, and the other is mapping out the decision-making process of our customers so that you understand uh, specifically how they go about buying things. Beautiful. Dealing with the entrepreneur or the small business owner, the single most important critical component is being willing to consider doing things differently. If you're even the slightest open-minded to consider doing things differently, the book The Answer... Uh, my new business, Main Street, 
those businesses in that book is specifically designed to be able to help you move through that process of decision making. And whether it's making a decision to spend $20 million to buy a name, as I did with Indian Motorcycle, or whether it's just making a simple decision every day. You need to develop more confidence and certainty with each decision made because they have a ripple effect. And that ripple effect can often be the cause of success or failure in a business. There's a directness that I've observed in many of the folks I've interviewed who are successful entrepreneurs building very large companies. There's a, 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 a almost an elegant simplicity to the way they decide. They are decisive. Well, you know, I, I spent a lifetime taking very complex things and making them simple just so I can understand what the moving parts are yeah. so that I can make the proper decisions. And the, the small business owners that I work with and that I've observed over the years, it's that same simplicity that you talk about. It's being able to distill it down to the basic few moving parts. We call it a grade six type mentality. If you can get it down to where a grade six person could understand it, you're more likely to be capable of making the right decision than if you leave it wrapped in the complexity of how it's normally presented to you. You're really talking about filtering, aren't you? Yes, very much so. And, and on the same sort of thought process, uh, vision, focus, action is a theme, uh, a methodology that uh, you use. Talk to us about vision, focus, and action. You know, it goes back to simplifying. Uh, business. And in the complex world of small business, where you often have a solopreneur or somebody with less than 20 employees, you've got a lot of people doing multitasking. And what I've done is over the course of the 25 years I've been in business and the number of businesses I've built, is I've distilled it down to those three components. You have to have a clear vision You have to be able to see. I'm not talking about the vision statement that you find um, in a plaque with three or 400 words that you see at a hospital. I'm talking about just a clear vision of what it is, the business that that you're in. Uh, Then you have to have very laser-like focus. There are so many moving parts that are going on in small business that you have to be able to focus on the critical few things that are necessary for your particular business. Every business is different. Not one of them is uh, the same. It's like a fingerprint. Everybody is unique onto themselves, and you need to focus on what those critical items are with respect to the individual. And then action, that's the same with the law of attraction that I talked about. You actually have to get off your butt and do something. You've got to take the action necessary in order to meet with the potential of your business. And if people wanted to go to our website, accessmainstreet.com, and they can go and find this vision focus action plan under the test your EQ. And we've got it there, and it's got maybe 50 or 60 sub-items within each of those. I could probably spend a couple of hours just talking about vision, focus, and action. But to simplify it, if they wanted to go to the website, accessmainstreet.com, they could pick up their copy and uh, learn more about how vision, focus, and action can be used in their business. Once again, www.accessmainstreet.com for more information around that um, idea. You spend some energy on the ideal customer, this notion that there's an ideal customer for a small business owner. Does understanding the ideal customer help us to understand ourselves and, how, and, how, and what the business is about? There's a co-creation that happens, isn't there? There absolutely is. Uh, identifying and understanding and knowing who your ideal client is, is actually, if you take it down to its simple level, is really determining the passion for why you got into business in the first place. Without knowing your ideal client, uh, you could be marketing to the wrong person. At Dave & Buster's, when I took over this uh, bankrupt Canadian company, uh, they had been, for a couple of years, marketing to the wrong person. They were marketing to a 25- to 40-year-old male because that's the people who, thought, who they thought were in their stores. And in fact, their ideal client was a 35- to 50-year-old woman. 
because that's the one that's the person who made all of the decisions that uh, that got somebody into the store. So when you know something as critical as who your ideal client is, not only are you going to be marketing to the right people, but every dollar you spend is going to be working for you and not against you if you don't know who the ideal client is. They're absolutely fundamental in every business. I've never seen a business reach success without knowing who your ideal client is. And you know what's funny, David, is that most people who think they have an ideal client, are, are they don't even know who their ideal client actually is. And there's a few steps that you can take um, to, to not only increase your awareness of, of who they are, because this works with the lead generation, the lead qualification, the lead conversion process. Mm. Knowing who your ideal client is, you can start to overlay their decision-making process, and it becomes more effortless in the process of converting them into clients. If I have this right, Marie, you're, uh, you currently have three businesses you're developing right now to help entrepreneurs grow and achieve uh, success in their lives, what that means to them. Uh, what's on the horizon for your businesses today? I want to tap into your uh, current entrepreneurial endeavors. Well, uh, Main Street, Access Main Street, is um, our answer to small business growth. We believe that there's a huge need in the marketplace for an affordable um, resource where small business owners can access the kind of board of advisors, the kind of products and um, programs that they need to be successful. And so I've devoted the rest of my life towards business growth, and I've got a number of businesses that I'm working with um, to be able to provide different levels of support and different levels of resources to small business owners, all in the area of business growth, from belonging to a powerful network like Main Street to uh, my own personal and private consulting at GetTheAnswer.com. We've recently just announced a multi-million dollar contest for small business owners. The name of it is BusinessGrowthMakeover.com. If you're interested in accessing some of the $3 million worth of business growth resources, uh, we invite you to go to that website and check it out for yourself and see if the concepts and the resources and the ideas that we have there are something that's of interest to you. And really, that's what I've really devoted the rest of my life towards, is ensuring that we've got the infrastructure in place to support small business, to try to give them um, a helping hand in this very struggling economy where the failure rates in small business are horrific. 50% almost of all businesses that start up fail in the first year, and as high as 87% don't last over the course of their lifetime. And so we think that there's an important collaboration effort that's needed to unite small businesses to come together and to ignite that entrepreneurial spirit that is so wonderful and lives within each of us and is responsible for our growth as a society over the last hundred years. Yes, some extraordinary work you're doing. The book is The Answer. We've been visiting with Murray Smith. He's the co-author with John Azareff on this work. The website, www.accessmainstreet.com. And uh, Murray, thanks so much for uh, imparting your wisdom this morning on uh, The Small Biz Brain. Thanks, David. Have a nice day. Small Biz America. The Brain. Online at smallbizamerica.com. Small Biz. Small Biz America. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.